0: business is very simple the truth is it's very simple you know all a business exists is to solve a problem
1: welcome to the tribe of leaders podcast i'm serial entrepreneur and investor emmy kershner And I'm known for sprinkling just a little bit of glitter throughout the streets of Philadelphia and on the stages that I speak while I help creative entrepreneurs stop struggling as the overworked admin in their business and become the CEO of their multi-six and seven-figure businesses. What has fascinated me over the years are the stories of success and failure that courageous entrepreneurs who have put it all on the line face as they change lives, disrupt industries, and become incredible leaders themselves. So if you're looking for a community of engaged entrepreneurs and you'd love to get some resources and tools that can help you fast track your business, I invite you to join the Tribe of Leaders Facebook group. The link is in the show notes if you want to connect with us. And of course, the group is free to join. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. Super excited. Today, I have Mia Hewitt. She helps purpose-driven entrepreneurs stop secretly struggling. So important. If you're struggling, definitely, one, make it known. But two, seek help. And Mia is definitely an expert. She helps them live in alignment with their dreams so that they can scale to six and seven figures the fast way. Now, who doesn't want that? Because I know (laughs) in my business and my clients, we're not about doing it the slow way. So Mia, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much, Emmy, for for letting me be here. It's a pleasure.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited to have you. This is going to be fantastic. And just introduce a little bit about yourself and um, who you are, where you're at, and your business.
0: Sure, sure. Absolutely. So um, the best thing I think anybody would want to know about me is I grew up poor um, and then made a decision that I knew I never wanted to be poor again. I think um, some of the most traumatic things that happened in my life happened while I was poor. You know, my dog uh, um, died uh, because our house was so infested with fleas that they, yeah, they literally sucked the blood out of him. And I remember like making a decision at 13 I don't know, you know, how I'm going to be wealthy, but I'm going to be wealthy, right? So then I went on and I created, I built my first a multi-million dollar business. I created that, it was a brick and mortar business and I did that and I realized, I did it for 24 years and I realized that, um, you know, this, there was this, I thought like once I became wealthy, that I would just, like, arrive. I don't know where I got this from. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, like, I just really thought, like, there'd be, like, this, ah. Like, you know, like, all of a sudden, like, I'm no longer overthinking. I'm no longer struggling. I'm no longer doubting myself. None of that which happened. Um, If anything, really, which was so shocking to me was, like, how can I be this wealthy, insecure person? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I wasn't really prepared for. And I'm like, why doesn't anyone talk about that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of times when
1: people make a lot of money, whether they come from a poor background or not, but they're making a lot more money than what they grew up with, they think life is going to be perfect. Yeah,
0: Uh, I did. I used to think that I used to, yeah. yeah. That's not the case. (laughs) Nope. That was not the case at all. And so I really struggled. Um, and I was like, what is going on? And so I seeked out like the best and the best i spent, um, half a million dollars on my own coaching. Mm -hmm. Um, I've worked with the best and the best in the industry for sure. And one of the things that happened to me was at the end of the day, no matter who it was, or even I did therapy as well. I tried five different, four or five different therapists over my lifetime because I'm 52, um, and I like either way. I at the end of the day, either it felt like they would just say, "Well, just think differently," and it was like if I could just do that, I would have already done that by now. Like I just right? felt right. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm not trying to, this is no judgment for anybody because I think they're amazing. I just could not get, I just couldn't get what they were saying because I I knew it didn't, what I was struggling with did not make any logical sense. Like I really got that this doesn't make any sense. I'm successful. Why should I doubt what I'm doing? Like, why should I still question this? It didn't make any rational sense to me. So I understood that it didn't make sense, but I still couldn't stop myself from feeling the way that I felt. And so yeah. long story short, um, it took, um, a selling author that I had, um, very famous that I spent 50 grand with. And it took him saying like, he was so frustrated with me I, and I'm very coachable. I did exactly what he said. It took him though, saying to me, cause I said, what do you think I'm missing? What do you think it is that I'm missing? And he said, yeah, you just need to go in your room and shut the door and not come out until you figure this out. And I remember thinking, you know what? I cannot be the only person who struggles with this. Like I cannot be the anomaly. I'm not that special. Like, I just don't think that I'm the only person that struggled. So it, it kind of was like the straw that broke the camel's back. I really became obsessed. I'm not an overnight success in this. It took me six years to unravel all of this, mm-hmm. but I nailed it, right? Um, so now, because now I've been doing it for years and I've worked with hundreds of people, but I totally understand all of it. And what here's what I would like to give anyone who has felt the way I felt. It's not in your mind. Like the mind is actually what the mind does is it will actually back it up. It'll run that, you know, inner critic. But what happened and where the healing really has to happen is actually emotional. Mm-hmm. So when we heal the emotional part of ourselves, right. we actually free the mind.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I want to back up to what you said sure. here, too, about the piece about like, you know, you can't just think differently. Like you, you have have that emotional component because the emotions are driving the thoughts.
0: Right. And they drive our behaviors. Like Mm -hmm. all behaviors are emotional. It wasn't logical. If it was logical, if, if behaviors were really logical, everybody would be thin everybody would be successful. Everybody would have a six and seven figure, but whatever the business you want, because business is really simple. It's very logical. Um, Mm -hmm. Not eat, you know, like how to lose or like be thin is very logical. That's not what stops all of us. It's all emotional. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Come on. (laughs) That's why we go eat the candy. That's why we eat the sugar, right? When Mm -hmm. we feel like we're not being satisfied emotionally um, or we have a, a feeling of a void emotionally. We will go reach for something that will kind of give us that. Well, it's very, it's the same in business. Business is very simple. The truth is it's very simple. You know, all a business exists is to solve a problem, right? The thing that we have to ensure is that the problem we're solving, that our ideal client really, they really need it and really value it enough to give us their money, right? But the, but the simplistic of it is very simple. It's not really difficult, but why do so many people struggle? Because of the emotional component, which is which is really what I wish somebody would have really helped me understand and helped me solve a long time ago. But that's really yeah. what I'm an expert in. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, and I agree because I can't tell you how many people I've talked to who are so wrapped up in their emotions, it keeps them from selling. Yeah. and And how they think that their prospective client is perceiving it instead yeah. of at it as the value and that they're solving this problem that this person is like walking around with
0: yeah.
1: uh, and particularly for service based businesses, which is where I tend to focus too like they they're offering something that's going to be life changing
0: absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's always going to come down to how you see yourself because how we see ourselves is what's driving those emotional behaviors. And what I uncovered is um, like, there's an actual we, I can, I'd actually take people back to the exact day they created it. And what I found is that when I could see exactly how I created these un- unresolved emotional feelings, mm-hmm. when I could find the exact experience, and we only need the first one because it's a, really a domino, then everything after that one, the, like the way it really works is that once you hit that first one, um, how it's created... What happens is every experience after that first one will just become another version of the same pattern, just a deeper, bigger, wider, you know, incident. So that's why nobody's really experiencing new experiences. Does that make sense?
1: Totally, because I have Mm -hmm. often said that it feels like we just are on repeat until we heal the thing that we need to heal and we can do it differently. 1,000%.
0: 1,000%. Once we close the loop, which is once we heal that original trauma, the pattern ceases to exist. Mm-hmm. It literally stops the, it in its tracks, and then we can create newly the pattern that we really want, and then be able to consistently you know, have that be the pattern that runs all the time. So I don't have an inner critic anymore. I don't have a voice that runs anymore, which right. is amazing to me. Because I didn't even know that that was possible back then. Right. I would have thought you're crazy if somebody had told me. Oh, you know, I don't have a voiceover. Would be like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Like my voice, my head was filled with the voice before, and it's not now.
1: Yes. What was some of that process that you've used to essentially just get rid of the inner critic, and how are you using that to help your clients?
0: Um, what well, we actually can easily find it. So everybody has experience. You know, let me give you an exact example because there's a guy in my mind right now. He's he, that just came to me, um, and it's it's really fabulous. So he read my book, right? So that's why I read. I wrote the books to help people really understand what's really happening to them. So he had read my book and he reached out to me at an email and he said, Mia. I'm 59 years old, surely, shouldn't I be feeling like these issues from childhood should be resolved by now? Isn't there like a time limit on, you know, when we stop looking to blame somebody for our decisions? He's like, but I seem to keep hitting the same roadblocks over and over and over again, and I can't seem to find my way. And every which way, it seems to be strewn with obstacles of people saying one thing and doing another, backing out, leaving me high and dry, right? And so he says, you know, um, I've known success, but when you keep hitting a brick wall over and over again, and yet you see your peers flying high still, Mm -hmm. right? He's like, it has me take a step back and go, where have I gone wrong? And then he said, which is, I feel like a lot of people think this. He said, you know, I feel like there's somebody or something that's deciding that my time in the sun has come to an end. And from now on, I must forever walk in the shade. And so I, I can tell you how many people think like, oh, it must not be meant to be, Right, like, oh, because I keep hit, it, you know, there just must not be the way, you know what I mean? They'll they'll and I understand why, because you can't figure out like what is it I'm missing. And right. he said, um, you know, I've read hundreds of self-help books about positive thinking, being a gatekeeper. But he said, This is the first time um in reading your book that what you wrote resonated with me somewhere deep inside me where something's been hidden. And I can't can't quite put my finger on it, but it feels like like there's something really there that I need to recall, but it's hazy. And so what I do is like I'll ask them, I'll have them, because I can can help somebody find this in less than 20 minutes, right? So all we have to do is ask these a couple questions and this is what your listeners can ask themselves for. Um, Because most of the time people will think it's in a different place. Like they'll want to go to something bigger, like maybe when they were 17 or 20 or an an experience as like, you know, later on in life. But actually where you can really see the pattern is it's going to happen before the age of eight. Right. it's going to be under the age of eight and how you're going to find it is it's actually not in the mind. You don't look for it in the mind because a lot of times people will say, but I don't really remember my childhood. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, Mm -hmm. I blocked it out on purpose. We do that on purpose to protect ourselves, um, to not have to recall it and relive it um, because it was emotionally traumatic. Um, but the way that it works is you don't, you're not going to find it in the mind. You're going to find it in the feeling place. It's actually in your body. So how you find it is you just ask yourself, um, but let me, before I tell you how to find it, you want to make sure that you, when, whatever the image comes up when you find it, because it will, you will remember a time emotionally and it will pop an image into your conscious mind. Here's my request. Do not judge the image. Do not judge it. <laughs> All of my entrepreneurs want to go, "Oh, that's ridiculous." Because they want to judge it from the todays of their life and everything right. else they've been through, right? Um, and I say, "Don't do that because it may feel like a not a big deal to you now, but mm-hmm. then at 4 at three, right. at five, it was a big freaking deal. So do not judge it because it's going to give you um, a huge awareness into the web of the pattern that you've been stuck in that has been hidden. So how you do it is you, what you do is you just, you want to close your eyes is what I find works the easiest because if we leave our eyes open, it will automatically want to go into the mind. But if we close our eyes, we can actually get present to our feelings. And so if we close our eyes and just feel for what I'm going to have you feel, it's like, remember a time when you were really, really young, really young, and you felt invincible, like there was a harmony to you. And for some of you, it's going to be really young, even maybe it can be even as a toddler or an infant, but just trust whatever comes, it will come. But you just want to allow those feelings. Like you just knew that everything was for you. You trusted yourself, you trusted others, and you trusted life. Like you thought life was just here for you. And then something happened. Something happened that blindsided you. You didn't even know it could happen. And it either scared you, startled you, got you to feel like such an immense shame, like there was something really wrong with you, Um, something that had you feel like something wasn't right. And then just ask yourself, what happened? And then inside of that, you want to ask yourself, what did you make it, whatever happened, what did you make it mean about you? right? I must be what, right? And you're going to start to form that. You're going to start to see the pattern, how like we, whatever that was that, oh, wow, for that to have happened, um, I must be what? So like for an example, I just got off the, a call with someone in Hers was, and it doesn't have to be so traumatic. And I and I mean that because it can be, you can just have a parent who's extremely moody. Like for the gentleman I was just telling you about, his was when he was five years old. Um, he remembers being at the dinner table and, or I think he said he was four, four or five. So maybe four. And then what he said was he was at the dinner table and he remembers his dad becoming really upset, super angry. he had never seen that before. And his dad took his, took his own plate and slammed it on the, the table and it broke and it scared him so much. It, it shocked him like that. He didn't know someone he loved so much could become that angry.
1: Right. And
0: he made the decision in that moment that I must be perfect Right, I can. I have to always appear smart and competent. So he he became that. Like everything, like he was, how it would paralyze him is he would take an action. Um, any time he was afraid, he was going to get something wrong or make a fool of himself.
1: Yeah, and that's so hard.
0: Mm.
1: And it limits. And we, I mean, we all have these. Limitations and stories and mismeanings, but it's so hard to live with trying to be perfect.
0: Uh, Totally, because you can't be perfect, right? Like, can we ever really be perfect? It's like a self sabotaging, you know, because perfection doesn't exist. And the reason it doesn't exist, that's not, that's just not a saying. I mean it like this. Um, It doesn't exist because as soon as you do something just by the natural way, that um, life works, where when you solve a problem, a new, you know, like once you do that, you have a problem, a new solution will come to you, and then once you you have that new solution, a new solution, like another new problem will open up, and then another right. new solution. So you can really never get it done because life is always ever expanding and evolving. So the truth, the reason why I say you can never get it perfect is because you can never get it done, right. So there's always a way to improve. Um, You know, self mastery has no finish line. Mm -hmm. So as soon as we think that we there's a place to go get to, we're in trouble because there's always going to be a new place. I, you know, for me, um, what has me? Somebody asked me once. Well, then how do you ever live in in a place of happiness? And I said because to me, the perfect place. Is when I'm appreciating everything in the here and now as I'm eagerly anticipating what's coming next.
1: Yes, 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 yes. I love that. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think that's such an amazing space to be in because you feel light, and at least I do. Yes, and um, and you can kind of feel everything that's coming to you as you are experiencing that kind of eager anticipation with the contentedness of right this moment.
0: hundred percent. And so because I live from there and I don't coach goals because goals are outside of you and then it's not internally. And you have, it has to be, I coach vivid visions, how to live in a vivid vision. And so that I'm coaching from, I'm already living where I'm going. So I'm already making decisions from already being that. So the combination of that is what has me always loving where I am and who I, you know, who I'm being as I'm already that, where I'm going next. Like before I ever created um, my first seven figures, I like, I was living that way before I created it. It didn't ever come out of the sky. Like, where did that come from? (laughs) It never feels like that. Right. So um, it doesn't when I ran all the major marathons in the world, it didn't come out of like, well, how did I do that? It's like, of course I'm going to do that because I saw myself doing it mm-hmm. far before I I did it. Yeah.
1: Right? I am such a big advocate of like writing out your vision and mm-hmm. clarity and, um, like identifying those bucket list things mm-hmm. and allowing all of that to evolve. It's not like once you do it, it's done and, and that's the way it has to be. But creating that whole experience that you can live into it as you just said yeah and particularly um you know i started 3 years ago probably 4 years ago but had the aha moment with my older guy who's now 21 but he was uh, i think he was 17 and starting his you know senior year in high school And i was like i'm a single mom and they're finally gonna leave <laughs> <What's> next <laughs> Like that whole process of what do I want my life to look like? Where am I living? Mm-hmm. You know, what does my business look like? And really living into that, just as you said, is what has created the place that I'm at now in Philadelphia. Absolutely. And that is what is so cool. So for somebody who's like, I haven't really thought about what I wanted beyond mm-hmm. next week, how can they get started?
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, That's a great question. I would, you know, we always want to come from the end in mind, Mm -hmm. like the fastest way to get, like, there's a, there's a great quote that says, you know, the journey of a thousand miles or something like that always begins with the first step, but I feel like they missed the most important piece, which is, and the, the last step needs to be included in the beginning. Like, right. I, feel, I feel like there, that's only half the equation. So I feel like in order for us to be anything that we want to be, right, it's going to take a few pieces of the formula. Like there's, it's not just one piece, it's a couple pieces. So for instance, um, for us to be, to see ourselves how we want to be, there's, I'm going to give you, I would say four steps inside of that. The mm-hmm. first thing is to get what we want. We have to, the first step is we have to really see ourselves already having that. So that's really huge. So the first step is your self image, the way you see yourself is you have to already see yourself having what you want. Step two is emotionally, you have to internalize what that feeling place would feel like as an emotional set point. Mm-hmm. Very important. Like the emotion is more important than the seeing. The emotion is what will allow the seeing to happen. So definitely internalizing that emotions, what it would feel like. And then once you can internalize that feeling place, now from that alignment, you want to take action. So step three is you want to then make those decisions and make um, take the actions necessary Already being that way. So oftentimes people say, well, how do I know which ones to do? The best thing you can do at that point is as you're seeing yourself, feeling that feeling place, um, automatically what you want to do is do a brain dump. You know, if that, and just leave it into a neutrality place. If I, giving up the how, you don't need the how. So you can just ask yourself, um, for me to already have this, what would be the fastest way that I could already have it. And then do a brain dump. It's usually the, the third one you come up with is always the best, right? Okay. Um, if I was brain dumping, it's always normally the third one. There's something in threes, even with horses, <laughs> <laughs> by the way. There's a, like It's not the first time they do it. It's not the second, but when you're training a horse on the third time, they'll lick their lips because that's when it really got digested. How cool. um, and so it's the same for humans um, I find. So it's when we, ju- when we brain dump it and we do it um, by the third brain dump on it, it will, f- you pick the one that feels the most in alignment and you go, aha. And now you want to implement from that action and that will give you the result you're looking for. It will, because it'll be in alignment with the end. Got it. Got
1: mm-hmm. it. I love that. And that's a like an easy you know, multi-step process, it mm-hmm. takes practice to do it.
0: Yes, it does. It does, but it's not long. Um, just a matter of, you know, I always say to my entrepreneurs, um, one of the best habits you can get into is slowing down so you can speed up, yeah. right? Like if we don't slow down on the things that really matter, we will spend all our times on things that don't matter. Mm-hmm. Right, like we'll be filled with busy work, but we're not really being productive. And so, it's really more about um, training yourself um, to really practice being in alignment with yourself, of the end in mind, and then making those decisions from there, so that it just becomes natural. It's it's not something that is hard work. It just becomes a natural way of being. But in the beginning, it will feel uncomfortable when you haven't been operating that way right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: absolutely. It's like yeah. you, you got to just keep kind of working at it I think. Um, I'm curious too from the place where you built your your business sure and then you were realizing that like you really weren't happy and mm-hmm. even though you had all this money to where you are now how has you know working on and really dissolving your inner critic, gaining clarity, creating this amazing vision, how has it affected your leadership?
0: Oh, it's like a totally, totally different world. Like I it's like going from surviving to thriving. Right? Okay. It, yeah, it's totally different. Like I the first business I built completely in survival. Um like I didn't even realize I was in survival. It was also, that was all I ever knew. So I was completely operating from my ego, constantly, you know, doubting myself, constantly worried. And, and then this now, um, from you know, building my second one online to, um, you know, over seven figures, what I'm t- the difference between that one and this one, first of all, it doesn't take you nearly the amount of time because I don't waste time in overthinking um, and replaying situations over and over again, which used to consume me. I would obsess over them. <laughs> I would spend hours going, I should have said this. Should I should have said, did I do that right? Did I do that wrong? Maybe I should have done that. Was that yeah. right? Was that wrong?
1: <laughs> I think one of the great characteristics of a great leader yes. is to make decisions quickly.
0: A hundred percent, thousand percent. I would say that I make really great decisions really fast. Um, And then what it also does is it, because of this way of being, it really has um, you operate from your intuition. Mm -hmm. So I really operate from ease, grace, flow, and my intuition. So I'm really in tune with um, exactly what I need to be doing. So there's, it's just a totally different way of being. It's like before I was like in the dark all the time and this feels like the light.
1: That's amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. amazing.
1: That's so cool. I love that. I want to shift gears again too. And let's talk about your book a little bit because I'm, I'm really excited about it. Sure. Uh, and I just share with everybody a little bit about what it's about and
0: um, what they can take away from it. Sure. Absolutely. Um, it actually helps them find exactly the day they created their trap, but I create, I wrote it as a story. It's my story. Um, so it's the book that I wish that somebody had given me in, you know, when I was 18, um, and everything I ever wanted to know about life and how life really works and how we work as a human being. If I had had those two pieces, um, and really understood how to, Um, Process my emotions. How to no longer get stopped by, um, you know, feeling like I'm constantly doubting myself or overthinking. If I knew how to do that, no longer emotionally reacting or doing unconscious habits, you know, it it would have freed me a long time ago. So I wrote the book and I tell I told my stories and I um so that people can really feel it. So in the book. I tell it from I call my younger self Sue just so it's not confusing you know Sue right. saying to Mia <laughs> so I'm co- I'm I literally tell the story um from my younger self to my higher self so my my older self is coaching my younger self um and what I would have loved for somebody to have helped me uh, uncover because there's a lot of misunderstandings and the reason I think this is so important cuz there's so many misunderstandings and misconceptions that we are taught um, from generations and generations passed down that I feel like when you remove the blind spots, everything becomes simple. Like the clarity that people have, it's like, they, that's why I'm known as the awakened entrepreneur because people, all of my people will say after they've gone through this um, aligned intelligence process, the aligned intelligence method that I take them through, They will all say the same thing. It's some version of, I'm so awake. (laughs) Because they just, they feel awakened. Um, It will feel like, oh my gosh, I'm no longer in the movie and I can see everybody else running their own movies. It's like you get this huge clarity. And the reason why this is so important is because the reason we can't get the results we want is because we don't have the clarity. Right. Right. So without the clarity, everything else falls apart. And the the problem that I see is because most of the time we're looking for it in the mind, it just becomes an obsession consumed in the mind where we actually need to find it. We actually feel it in the emotion. So another example of that would be, it's like, if you're going to make, let's say you were going to bake an apple pie, which an apple pie, if we're using that as Anything you want in life, if it is, it literally has a formula. It's like, okay, you know, you need, you know, the recipe is you need apples, you need flour, you need brown sugar. It's an exact formula. If you don't follow the formula or you take the apples out, you're not going to get an apple pie, yeah, no, right? But it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you, it just means. There's something missing in the equation. So oftentimes what happens to us is because we're in this trap, we don't have the ability inside of that to know how to ste- separate ourselves and come back out and be self observe detach from the actual meaning we're making it mean, mm-hmm. and then define what we really want to have happen, and then get into alignment from that, feeling place and take action but if you do those steps right inside of self self observe detach define what it is you really want to feel what is it that you really want to feel and then what would that intention give you and the clarity from that well now you can take action from that alignment and you will get your apple pie every single time if you have the exact formula you And you put the apples in and the brown sugar in and exactly the order it needs to go. And you put it in the oven. You never get a meatloaf. <laughs> never. It doesn't happen, people. Like,
1: no, it doesn't. Oh
0: my, that was awesome. Right? <laughs> I wish somebody would have told me that a long time. Because it was like, right? that's really how simple it really is. Wisdom is simple. The mind will make it complex.
1: Yes. No, I so agree with that. And yeah. and both like here with just with personal growth and with business growth, mm-hmm. I really wish there had been somebody when I was 18 who yes. had that guidebook that was like, just do these things and you'll
0: be good. You'll be good. Just follow the recipe and yeah. you will be good. And everybody has the availability to follow the recipe. Yeah. It's like, it's not really difficult. Um, people are always amazed, you know, I've made millions and I've never, I don't have an education beyond high school. I'm self-made. There's nothing, nobody gave me any money, right? I had to create the money, right? Like, um, I people are always amazed. I have people who will come to me and work with me and they're way smarter than me. They have PhDs. They've gone to Harvard and Yale. I had one guy go to both right? And, and I remember when he first came, he's like, wait a minute, you have no college education. And how is it that you're going to help me? And I said, well, here's the really great news. Since it's not about your IQ, you know, like our IQ, it's all emotional. This is really good news for you because, <laughs> because I really understand how it really works, but it has nothing to do with intelligence. And when people really get that, because it's, you know, um, building, like becoming an entrepreneur, I've been an entrepreneur 31 years. And what most people don't understand is it's counterintuitive. They think, they've been told that to be successful, you have to be really smart. They, they've been told. How many people have been told, oh my gosh, oh, you have to everyone. be. Yeah. But how many people do you know, like me, who are not that smart? And are very successful. And how many people do you know that are really smart and are broke? Mm -hmm. It's like if that was really the truth, (laughs) right? Like, yeah, it's like we have to really think about that. It's like, what? I mean, and it pisses people off at first, don't get me wrong. And I always tell them, I'm gonna piss you off because I'm gonna tell you that it doesn't take what you think it takes. And that's a good thing because if I told you what you already believe, you wouldn't need me. You would already have it by now. So right. I'm going to tell you things that are completely counterintuitive and I don't want you to trust me. I want you to go test it out for yourself. Test what I'm telling you and see, watch how your results shift.
1: Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. No. And I've found that too. It's like, just follow the simple directions and don't change things. Yeah. Yeah. I refer to as Emmy because I like to customize stuff. And every mm-hmm. time I do that, it doesn't work. Yeah. And I've learned slowly to like, just follow those simple directions. Yeah. And that's where all the magic happens.
0: It all happens in that. It yeah. always happens in that. It's so simple that it's the simplicity that we think, Oh no, it has to be way harder than that. It can't mm-hmm. be that easy. If I told you how many times people go, don't this, they can't be that simple. Like, i like, even the gentleman that was 59 years old, he was like, he was like, when he saw it, because I worked with him and I literally helped him free himself. And it didn't take a long time. It, I, I can heal anyone within eight weeks. Well, it'll be free. Right. And so when he, after the first two sessions inside of the eight weeks, he was like, the, he, he, literally like, can it really be this simple? And I said, Yes. It's really that simple. The problem is, is that the, like, he just couldn't, then he wants to, he wanted to beat up on himself. Like, why haven't I been able to figure this out Mm -hmm. if it's this simple? And he's very smart. And I said, because you have been trapped inside of a blind spot. You can't figure it out. You made this decision emotionally when you were four. Can we have a little compassion for the little four-year-old in you that didn't know any better? Like you were doing the best you could with the knowledge um, that you had at the time.
1: Right, right. And we're trying to rationalize it with an adult brain and not, as you said before, not feeling it and not recognizing the
0: emotional piece of it. A hundred percent. So where can people get, uh, get the book meant? Yes. It's meant for more. Um, you, they can get it for free. Just, you know, if they go just to this site for you, for your listeners only, if you go to Mia meant for more book.com mm-hmm. and then put in the password capital F for free book, just free book, all one word, okay, but capital F. So Mia meant for more book.com password is free book. Capital F is the only thing that's capital and it's all one word free book. Um, they'll get it for free and that way they can download it and don't have to pay for it on Amazon or yes, anywhere yeah. else. So yeah, it's great. It, it will that's yeah.
1: so generous and we will get the links in with the show notes too.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm always the one talking. So if they have a question, they can always reach out to me at miahewitt Hewitt, H-E-W-E-T-T dot com. Just like I'm the one on my website that when people ask questions from my website, I talk to them or I'm on social media, my, my team doesn't respond. I'm the only one responding. Um, so it's, they really do get me when people ask questions. They're always shocked. They're like, is this you? I'm like, yep this is me. <laughs> it's always me. I, I figured, you know, it's, it's better for people to talk to the person who they're, you know, ultimately is the one that really has the answers on what they want. So yeah, I let my team handle all the other stuff. So super cool. Yeah. Any, anything else, like anything else that would really be of service? What do you think?
1: Well, I, I think the book is incredible. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you like you answer your own messages because it's so authentic.
0: Yeah. I just saw, and I, you know, people are always shocked to see me on discovery, like on a free clarity call. They're like yeah, this one guy from the UK just recently who came into my, um, my course as well. He wasn't expecting it to be me. And so um, I caught him off. guard. I didn't, I never, I don't, I don't think anything of it. Cause I, that's it's all, I always do it this way, but he didn't expect it to me. So when he saw my face and he goes, Oh my gosh, it's you. And I'm like, yes, and he goes, and then he instantly, It was so cute. He instantly put a virtual screen behind him, and I'm like, "You don't need to do that." I'm like, "As no so funny, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean." It was just so cute, but I was just like, "Really, I just pee and poop like everybody else. Like, don't make right. it that big deal."
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> he's That's like, "Oh, right you know, I have You're this." Yeah, you know, I think that people like when write they write a book, they're they're gonna be something like, and I'm like, "No, no, 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 come on." We're just just as you know. This is just a simple conversation, and but I really like people to know. Um, I always felt like if you should really get to know the person. If you decided, like, hey, yes, I want to have you help me do this. I think it's important for people to know whether they like you or not, because like if you don't, if you don't like the person, why would you want to spend eight weeks with them?
1: <laughs> well, I think it affects how they do the work.
0: Right. Exactly. It so does. They're,
1: they're second guessing everything.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So I think that's such an important piece. And I have to be very honest with, and which I always am, but honest with what happens in that I've seen in the background, because I've worked with so many people. I am amazed at how many people appear really nice on their videos. And when you go to work with them, they use shame and guilt. Oh yeah. I don't like that. That blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Like blows my mind i didn't I did not realize that until you know I went online right, and then I started working with some of these big wigs, and I couldn't believe the amount of shame and guilt they use on the back end, so I think that's really important for people to know you know really who what I'm all about and and everything before somebody may, because I never want somebody to feel. Like that, where they feel like they bought one thing and got another. They don't. I'm who I am is who I am. Like, here is going to be how I am on my Facebook lives, is going to be how I am on my other <laughs> in my back, you know, my back end, how people like spend a year with me. This is exactly like what I am. So, I think that's really important that transparency.
1: Yeah, I am so glad that you said that too, because mm-hmm. I have known some other coaches that, <clears throat> excuse yep. me that have done that. And it's so inauthentic. And I think it yes. keeps people stuck in their roadblocks that they already have.
0: That's it, it. That's exact because you nailed it. Emmy. because the, the very thing that creates the trap comes from shame and guilt. Right. So now you're going to have somebody who is like an authority figure looking to you um, use shame and guilt on you. It's like, yeah. that's the very thing we need to heal. Like if you don't heal the shame and guilt, that's the reason why you don't take the action. That's the reason why you don't become an authority in the, in, you know, in the marketplace. It's like, it's all what keeps people trapped. So it just makes that cycle happen more. And that is like, I am just so, I'm such a stand for people having the truth. Like, I don't care if they don't work with me. I just want them to have the truth. Right. To me, the truth is what sets people free. And so when you have your own truth and you know how to operate from your highest potential as a natural way of being, not based on somebody else's, you know, opinions about what you should be doing, but really coaching you to be the best you. I never wanted to be somebody else. And I was amazed that when I would hire these bigwigs, they would all be telling me to be like them. I didn't want to be like them. I was never, I never felt like, oh my God, I need to be like this person. I just wanted someone to help me get out of my own way so I could just be me, but free. That's all I wanted. Just be free me. (laughs) And I was amazed at how many people wanted me to be someone else. And I was like, but that's not what I want. And then I would be like, you know, nobody wants to question them because, you know, they're afraid of the shame and guilt and the wrath that's going to come after that. But I was like, I don't understand this. Why do people put up with this? Now, you have to understand I also had built a multi-million dollar business before I came into the online space. So I would I had this other way of thinking because I was like, how do I get away with this? You know, I'm in a brick and mortar business. If you do this to your clients, you won't be around very often long because right. everybody will tell everybody in a certain radius and that's where all your business is coming from, right? Yeah. So it was like, wow, where the online space is very different. Like you can get away with it because your reach is like, they're reaching, you know, beyond the radius of the brick and mortar. But I, I have the, I'm all of the still of the mindset of the brick and mortar, which is what I, how I became so successful. And it surely wasn't by shaming and guilting my clients. <laughs> Right. <laughs> that didn't happen, <laughs> and
1: I think I think we're seeing a turn into yeah, that. Like good, really want to build relationships and be honest and good. just show up as themselves. Yeah, uh, and and I look forward to that because I think it's going to create a far more sustainable culture.
0: A hundred percent. 100% it's it's such a and i i agree with you in regards to where we're headed in this next decade um it will be much more based on social like there'll be this more social responsibility in my the way that i see it going into this next you know decade and what's going to be um really driving where before it was more about um you know not as much into the quality, but more into quantity. I really believe that we're going back into quality over quantity and more socially yeah. responsible. So it's just what feels like it based on, you know, hap- you know, coming through this market of COVID, what's been going on, what's, you know, how how everything is going. I can see it that way. Yes. sure.
1: Yeah. Mia, this has been amazing. I feel like I could talk to you all day. Yay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fun. but we, we do have to wrap up. Would you share with everybody again how um, they can get in touch with you?
0: Sure, sure, absolutely. Either by my um, website, Mia Hewitt H-E-W-E-T-T.com or they can get my free book at miamentformorebook.com using the password, capital F, one word though, free book.
1: Okay. Got it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has my been
0: pleasure. Oh. my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Amy.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I am so grateful for each and every episode that you tune in and listen to. And I hope that you get a ton of value that you can implement starting today. And I do have just a quick favor. If you wouldn't mind hopping on to wherever it is that you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating and review, it would help us tremendously so that the Tribe of Leaders podcast can be found more easily and help inspire other entrepreneurial leaders.